everybody. Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast, episode 28. It's hard to believe we've done that many already, but we have. Uh, today we're going to talk about Woody Harrelson and what he did on Saturday Night Live, uh, Biden's approval rating, at least what the news tells us it is, um, him raising taxes, uh, weather manipulation, the climate change, climate change hoax, um, Ukraine a little bit, Fauci, and more athletes are dropping dead of the... Uh, well, we don't know for sure, but they're having heart attacks, and we've also got a lot of videos to di to dissect as well. So, uh, as always, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. I'm looking at what videos we're gonna post. We got a, a show today. <laughs> I was about to say we got a good show today, but then I changed my mind mid sentence. I got my coffee here. I got. I received an angry message i don't know if it was actually angry but they were like what are you drinking why are you always taking drinks of stuff and i was like all right i'll fucking show you my coffee <laughs> yeah why do they care what you're drinking i don't know i guess they thought it was booze or something but i'm not a boozer no longer a boozer on may 18th it'll be eight years that i haven't drank booze or anything that's great march 8th will be 12 years since i've had any booze all right, good. Go us. Yeah. Totally sober, completely. <laughs> For the most part, sober. This is just pot, by the way. It's not a crack. It, it is a crack pipe, technically, but I guess so is anything if you're brave enough. But it's just a little pot one hitter. Yeah. Anyway, you can crack edit is that part out if you don't want drug use on our podcast but i feel like wouldn't that suck we say all this conspiracy shit and youtube's like that's fine and then i take a hit of weed and they're like ban them <laughs> yeah i don't know if that was a good idea or not i guess we'll figure it out um <laughs> i don't know i think it's fine i think everybody smokes weed these days i do not but uh i certainly have nothing against it uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been a we can start with uh, Woody Harrelson, since I feel like most people have seen the clip from the show. Uh, we can show that first. But then I have another Woody Harrelson clip that uh, I found interesting that was floating around out there. So, uh, yeah, he's been he's definitely not like a Republican and he's not a Trumper by any means, but he's always been sort of this like we the people kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get into Woody real quick, I just wanted to say that a former Mets pitching process prospect, Matt Pobareko, I'm not saying his name right, I can't be, dies suddenly of a heart attack at age 31. I'm sure that was just, had nothing to do with the vaccine. And a former U.S. swim champ, Jamie Kale, dies suddenly at 42 in the United States Virgin, in her United States. U.S. Virgin Islands home. I guess that part's not really relevant, but she was 42, former swimming champ, and she's dead. And this other guy was 31, and he's dead also of heart attack. So sure that has nothing to do with the vaccine. I just thought it would be a good way to open the show. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. I know it sucks that uh, nobody wants to look into it, you know? It's like yeah. on on that side, they're just like, everything's fine. It's just the opposite of what was going on during COVID because I was the one during COVID that was like, it's fine, dude. And they were like, people are dying. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, not that many that are just like getting it and dying, you know. But I yeah. feel like we had a better argument then because when 
when our people were dying, it was 80 and 90 year olds and super sick and fat people. And now the people that are dying are athletes in their teens and 20s and 30s and shit. But it's the same argument on both sides, which is like, dude, sometimes it's just your time. It's like yeah. not when you're fucking 25. Like, yeah, I don't know. And an athlete, you know, um, or former athlete, you know, these guys are still pretty young and healthy. And uh, you don't just go from being a swimming champ to having a heart attack, at least. I, I find mean, that interesting, though, that uh, of the people that are dropping dead, so many of them are like in good shape. You know, I feel like there's probably a connection there with like how much blood you're pumping on a daily basis or whatever the case. Yeah. I mean, if you're an athlete and you're expending a lot of energy, I mean, that's when you would think that would happen if it's, you know, and, and it might be just people getting boosted, you know, too, because I think a lot of people got the vaccine and then didn't go any further. They didn't get the um, booster, you know, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know what the percentages are now. I know at one point they were like 75% of America is vaccinated. And but now, like in order to be vaccinated, you have to have what four shots, five shots. So I think if you consider only the people that ha are up to date on their shots or whatever, I would imagine it's a very tiny percentage. Yeah. Uh, speaking I don't of that, know what it so is. Go yeah. Ahead. Speaking of that, before we get into Woody um, and and the, the news and the way they report things, I mean, it would be nice if they would lead these stories with unvaccinated or vaccinated, you know, so people quit. You know, maybe that would help people stop arguing about it if they would, you know, if we had some kind of honest news. I bitch about that all the time. But um, there's also a poll out that says I read it last week, actually, that said that Biden had a 46 percent approval rating. And I read most of these full of shit headlines off AOL. I still have an AOL mail account that people email me on sometimes. So when I check it, I get sucked into these news stories. And not only did it say he had a 46% approval rating, which I just cannot buy at all with. I mean, if you read comments on any video, even mainstream media, they all, they're all shitting all over Biden. I mean, it can be, it's like a hundred to one as far as negative. And I found it interesting, too, just the way they word things and the stuff they stick in there to make it sound to just kind of Jedi mind trick people, I think. Like this one said, uh, uh, Biden approval rating up 46 percent. And even though not one of the comments are positive, they also said his approval rating was up among voters without college degrees and people who made up less than 50 grand per year, people who made less than 50 grand a year and white people. and that just seems so full of shit to me. Like they, like, because I, I think the, you know, they always try to make it sound like Trump supporters, especially are these uneducated people and people who don't really make any money and whatever. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to make it sound like Biden's approval rating is up among these people who you would normally think were Trump supporters, which may not even be true, but it, it, it just strengthens their base and they're trying to get anyone who's kind of on the fence about it to be like, well, maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm white and I'm, I'm of that age. And I, right. Are, are all the, are all my peers doing this? Well, then yeah. I better, I better start thinking that way. Now I think probably what a, a good chunk of it is are people who, when you say white people with, uh, did you say with a college degree or without a college degree? Without a college degree. 
and uh what was the third thing um let me see again people I who make less people who make less than weed. <laughs> people who make less than 50 grand per year right okay so you're talking about people who maybe went to college for a couple of years dropped out have a bunch of college debt and think Biden's going to wipe it away. And that's why they're just like, I'll support him until that doesn't happen. But I'm pretty yeah. sure I read somewhere that that thing itself is going to the Supreme Court. And I don't think the Supreme Court is going to say that Biden can just eliminate people's debt. So uh, well, all especially, those people will flip on him, you know, it, and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's unconstitutional and, and they can't, not only flip, not only wipe out their debt, but put it on people who didn't borrow that money. I mean, no, I don't see how the Supreme Court can be like, well, that seems fair. You know, I mean, right. Like, well, I mean, there's it's they never go about like the general idea of how things look or whatever. They find the little the one fucking sentence in the law that has been dealt with before. And they're like, well, according to this, like you know, yes, the president has the power to whatever. And they're comparing it to Trump during COVID who postponed payments or something on student loans, which is a separate thing from just canceling debt altogether. So I don't know. But what I read this somewhere else, so this is not an original thought by any means. Most of mine are not. Uh, but Biden was out there saying, like, we're going to cancel your student loan debt. And now the Supreme Court, which is six, three or five, four, I guess, depending on how you look at it, Republican is going to vote against it. And it's going to make everybody be like, fuck this Supreme Court and fuck these Republicans and fuck all Republicans. So it could do that, too. Or it could turn them against Biden. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that that whole headline or whatever, the article, you know, they they've since the beginning of this made people mainly on the left feel like they're the educated ones and anyone on the right are these uneducated, um, which they equate to being stupid. Um, and I, I've ha I have a college degree, but I didn't learn shit. And they only teach you what they want you to know as far as like, you know, that's all government funded. So whatever the government wants them to teach you, but that's beside the point. They, they've done a good, that's just another way for them to divide us as far as like being like, you know, like I had friends from high school that I, I don't know if we're still friends or not, but they got pretty mad at me about stuff. And they're like, just talking about how ignorant Trump supporters were in general and people on the right and, you know, people who believe in God and guns and all that. They're just idiots and ignorant, you know, and, right. and, and that makes them feel good and makes them feel superior. And, and it's it just, it's just all so diabolical and how they, you know, yeah, they, I, uh, they've like done they'll, all this. they'll pass like a gun restriction in some state somewhere and <clears throat> a liberal will read a tweet that just says like guns equal equal sign bad. And then I'll like go and read the law that was just passed and then I'll like peruse the Constitution one more time just to make sure that what I think is in there is in there. And I'm like, hey, actually, this law is not constitutional. And they'll be like, I've done more research than you have, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, you just read one thing that said guns are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That, that argument just makes zero sense to me anymore about banning all guns because criminals aren't going to come hand in their guns like, oh, we can't have these now. It's just such a stupid argument. But No, the only way to enforce it would be for other people with guns to go door to door and just search every house and every business and every garage and barn and fucking dwelling in America to make sure that there's no guns like that, which is probably what some people want, you know, because those are the same people that are like, they can search my house. I ain't got nothing to hide. Yeah. And it's that whole argument too, that some of my ex friends made about, you know, like sometimes you just have to do what's good, what's right for the greater good and all that. And I'm like, well, that's your opinion about what's, good for the greater good you know you elitist bastard you can't just decide what's good for everyone because we're idiots or whatever you believe um so anyway yeah plus like to in order to keep the america that we know and love like it's worth some people like we've gone to war to defend these rights you know like we we all agree as a country like it's worth some people dying occasionally for us to be able to maintain this thing that we have. And then they have like a, you know, a disease that kills less than 1% of everybody. And they're like out with America. We don't get to be America anymore. This is, you know, important. And we're like, no, this is less percent than we've lost doing a bunch of other shit. So we're not going to give up these rights for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like I was going to say something. I forgot what it was, but, Probably not important. Yeah, let's get into the Woody Harrelson thing. I've always liked Woody Harrelson as an actor. And uh, from what I've read, you know, I obviously don't know him, but uh, interviews that I've read, he seems pretty cool and and like somebody that I would probably get along with. Um, and his dad was like a full on like murderer, <laughs> like assassin, he was, he, right? He said he was a CIA agent also. So he i don't think he i i think the word assassin is more correct than the word murderer but i do think that he's he might still be in jail or maybe he's out i don't know well i doubt he's out but i think he might be dead now i don't know ah, well then I he's mean, out <laughs> yeah woody's no spring chicken he's like probably 60 you think woody's 60 yet i don't know i'll check it out while you play the snl clip okay uh, okay here it is yeah, SNL, I, I haven't watched it in years. Um, He's 61. Wow, okay. So yeah, his dad's probably dead. And start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea of being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway, it's a... Uh, I mean, the joke didn't hit, but the, I, the fact that he said the sentence is, is why it's gone viral the last couple days. Because people on our side are like fuck yeah go woody and people on that side are like he's spreading disinformation yeah it seemed like the studio audience there was like i was like no uh-huh 
<laughs> yeah, it seems like one of those audiences where a woman literally just goes, no. And like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so what was he even referring to, though? What script? Was he just talking about a script that he was that was sent to him? Yeah, I mean, it was he was just telling a joke, you know, but okay. the joke was like, I'm going to describe exactly what happened the last three years, pretend it was a movie script, and then casually be like, that's not true. And then one of the SNL writers were probably like, but we need a punchline at the end. So let's also hit on the fact that you're a pothead and that'll get a big laugh and then you can fucking move on. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched Saturday Night Live like in recent no. years? No, I have. I used to watch it all the time. Like I watched it longer than most of my friends and stuff. Yeah. Like probably into. I I feel like a like a Trump pussy or whatever when I realized this, but up until they started really like, it wasn't that they were making fun of Trump because I liked the first few like shitting on Trump episodes when they would shit on like the way he talked and how much he, you know, how bad he spends money or just whatever. But then they started saying things, you know, like I'm racist and that kind of shit. Basically when Alec Baldwin got involved, then I was yeah. like, he doesn't, like when, what was the guy's name before him? Daryl Hammond? Yeah. Like he was always like a fun Donald Trump. But I feel like Alec Baldwin was like, had like a fuck Donald Trump attitude. And so he would try to be like a piece of shit with the character. And it was right along the time that I was like, no, Trump's not a piece of shit, you guys. Like he's doing good things. And everybody's just like, he's a piece of shit. So I kind of <laughs> just stopped watching anything that said he was a piece of shit. Cause I knew not, I knew that they were twisting the truth, you know? Yeah. It, it sucks that some people like, like Alec Baldwin, I always liked him as an actor. He's been in some great roles. He was so good in Along Came Polly and he's been really good in some other things. And then you just hear like, you know, that, that audio of him calling his daughter a pig and all that. And then, and then this, you know, he's one of these, he definitely hates Trump and, doesn't seem like he thinks beyond what, you know, his liberal idiot Hollywood friends tell him to think. And uh, so that was disappointing. It's very disappointing to hear, you know, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it is a big rumor that Tom Hanks is like a pedophile and all this shit. And, and that's what Isaac Cappy said right before he, you know, hung himself <laughs> and or threw himself off a bridge or whatever he did. Um, so it sucks to be like, did both of those things. It's funny. Yeah. These, all these people that mysteriously kill themselves always pick like, it's like, Oh, he hung himself and shot himself in the head. Like he just yeah. wanted to be a hundred percent sure, you know? Yeah. And it's like either of those things would have done the job. Like only if you only do two things, if you're sending a message. Yeah. And one of those guys, one of the people that, you know, the Clinton associates that killed themselves. Um, they found like a, he had a gunshot wound and he also had a knife in his chest. Like I, you know, it'd be easy to shoot yourself. You just pull a trigger, but it seems like, it seems like to stab yourself hard enough to kill you. I mean, it seems like he'd be like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Know? If I got Who stabbed, can... that would be the only thing on my mind would be like, <laughs> we need to fix this. I wouldn't yeah. be like, and gun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, what's this next, Woody? 
Uh, it's I think it's from a decade or more ago, but it's just him uh, talking. I don't know. Just play it. It's good. Okay. Habit of buying junk fast foods that have no actual food in them. We buy gallons of poisonous household cleaners when one degradable soft soap will do. We are poisoning our homes and wasting our hard-earned money for no good reason. Why? Because the advertising industry tells us to. They just want you to buy stuff. For example, if a company pollutes the environment or uses bad business practices, if you don't buy their stuff, they will change. If you don't want food with chemicals or GMOs in it, then don't buy it. The minute we start taking responsibility and spending our money wisely, Every politician, every corporation and leader around the world is going to know that we have woken up. This is the 21st century. If we use our resources wisely, there's no reason why anyone shouldn't have what they need. There's no reason whatsoever why people are still starving to death on our planet. And the common man or woman, whether they are Israeli or Palestinian, Protestant or Catholic or Iraqi or American, common man just wants to live in peace and justice in a clean environment. When we look around the world and we see that that is not the case, we know that the will of the majority is not being listened to. That's the first sign that our system is broken. Government won't make these changes for us. Yet again, it is down to the common man. No company will continue a practice or product that you, the consumer, will not buy. It's vitally important that you understand this because this gives you ultimate power to change the world you live in. Companies are extremely sensitive about you buying their products because if you don't buy their stuff, they go out of business. That's not something any company is willing to consider. And by choosing to spend your money wisely, you can promote those companies that do business in a socially responsible way. Yeah, so I mean that just kind of underlines the fact that he's, um, you know, always been kind of a deeper thinker and not really about you know hawking products to make money that we don't need. You know, it's all most of the shit that they have us buying and all that. And you think about advertising, it it really does kind of at the it's at the root of everything. Do you still eat fast food and shit? <laughs> I can't I can't hear you. You're I'm yes. sorry, your your, your Mike, mic was muted. I don't know if I, I did it or you did. No, I did it during the video because I didn't want uh, an echo sound or whatever. But yeah, dude, I eat like a fucking the way that a five-year-old would eat if they got to decide <laughs> what they had, you know? It's like, what do you want for dinner? Do you want McDonald's or chicken nuggets? And it's like, oh, fuck. We can do both at the same place. <laughs> Yeah, the older I get, man, I can't eat that stuff. I haven't had McDonald's in years. Um, oh, I mean, I'm not saying that my body handles it well. I'm just saying, like, I'm Joe uh, Rogan talks about uh, people who like like he's he uses the term mouth feel, and I feel like that's a big thing for me. Like, I like just the cheesy crunchiness of tortilla chips, and like the I like the feel of a burger. I don't know. And the, the, like chewing on vegetables and shit just makes me, I don't like the way that feels in my mouth. Yeah. Well, fortunately I married a woman who, who is very good at cooking healthy food. Like these days you can eat healthy and it's still pretty damn good. Like when we were younger, eating healthy meant like sacrificing, um, taste. 
<laughs> at all. <clears throat> and now it's it's pretty damn good. She makes ice cream and like low carb fucking deliciousness, like with this monk fruit shit. It's fucking, it's amazing um, what you can do nowadays with like eating healthy. It's kind of expensive, um, but yeah. Anyway. But if you're the healthier you eat, the the less often you eat, and the less you eat when you eat, uh, is what tends to be the case, you know. And yeah. I just, I mean, I eat first of all, like I would say, seventy five percent of the meals that I make at home have ground beef as the main ingredient. So it's like, you know, burgers, chili, spaghetti, tacos, fucking meatloaf a stroganoff occasionally, but it's still like, that's how I was raised. You know, we yeah. would eat ground beef most of the time. And then we'd have like fried chicken or pork chops or something like that. But even both of those are like just deep fried covered in flour. Like nothing was healthy. Yeah. That's another thing, dude. I mean, this is not that, not that this, that is what this podcast is about, but yes, my wife is. cooks, my wife cooks with almond flour. Like she makes this, stuff called thin chicken and it's like basically fried chicken but she uses almond flour which has like no carbs in it and again that shit's expensive but it's so yeah good. it takes i forget the exact statistic but it's like enough to fucking raise a baby for a year or something is like how much water a fucking almond tree uses or something ridiculous you know <laughs> it's like that louis ck bit where he's like well did you know that bats make all of the french toast in the world and like <laughs> i don't know i guess just saying that one line doesn't make the joke funny but whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, real- getting another video go ahead okay get that video going and i'll bring this topic up um Weather manipulation, like it's been raining like crazy in California and it didn't rain like this up until they started really pushing this climate change, climate change business. Uh, It's been raining like crazy. It's got, we got like seven feet of snow in the mountains above Los Angeles. Um, You know, weather is weather, but like you can find stuff from like 1923 of it, of it snowing in California. And in the eighties, um, they used to they they do this thing called seeding the clouds where they can make it rain if you need to bad enough if we need rain bad enough and they were doing that in California and they started getting sued because people were having like I don't know why they were getting sued like accidents or because they did it too much or something and they were telling people they'd be like okay we're gonna be seeding the clouds and then and now they just don't tell us so my point in saying all that is do you think do you think that's crazy do you think they're messing with the weather in order to make people think that climate change is a much bigger problem than it really is because i personally do um i mean i don't i don't know that those two things are connected like i do think that they can manipulate the weather i don't know if they're doing it for global warming purposes or whatever because i feel like they've got that pretty well wrapped up as far as the media goes and like the scientists who are government funded and stuff like that. But we've talked about that before. Like, obviously if you're a government funded scientist, then you probably aren't going into the government and being like, I fucking disagree with you. Can I have a million dollars please? And they're not going to be like, sure. So, I mean, the guys who don't agree with that are obviously not getting any government funds, but that's a whole nother thing, I guess. But 
Uh, no, I mean, I've. When's the last time California got a bunch of rain? I mean, every now and again it rains a lot, but lately um, it just. I don't know. It, like it seems when, like when's the, when is the last time I saw the uh, I don't know what they call it, like the L.A. River or whatever, that thing that is like it's that, made out of concrete in certain areas, isn't it? What's that called? I don't even know. I don't well, even there's know. like a it's basically a river, but I don't know if it technically still counts as a river because I know there's parts of it that they like built out of concrete. But anyway, I it's been like. I can remember seeing stories the last 10 years or whatever about how low the water level was in that thing. And uh, then I saw it the other day and water's like rushing like a river. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Like what, wh which way like would you rather have it? Would you rather continue to be in a drought or have a shitload of precipitation one year? Uh, I, now that I have a little boy, man, who likes to be outside and it makes our lives so much easier when we can take him outside, I would rather it never freaking rain. Um, <laughs> before he was born, um, I, I would get worn out by the fact that it never rained. I'm like, Jesus, you know, because one day, one day a few years ago, I guess before he was born, time goes so fast anymore. But before he was born, it rained all day on like a Sunday. And it was like, all right, I have an excuse to sit inside and watch movies and not feel like a shit bag for not going outside, which it never, you know, that was never the case. And this last year, man, it's rained a lot. And I just wonder if they, if they would do that, if they would do it in large part to get people who are maybe like, eh, is climate change real? Is that bullshit? I hear it's bullshit. Um, I wonder if they would do that to get those people on board. Like, nope, see, it's a thing. That's why weather's going so crazy. Like when that, I don't know what river was flooding, uh, rushing so hard, but Ellen DeGeneres was going off about it. You know, like Mother Nature is mad at us. And I used to like her too. And I can't stand Ellen DeGeneres anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there because my my mother-in-law was telling my wife about it. She was like, you know, it snowed here in like 1923 and in the, you know, I don't know. I think it's just weather, man. I don't think I don't think climate change is real. I don't think Ukraine's what they're making it out to be. Um, you know, and he's still begging for money. He's like, we need more money. He's like, dude, we've sent you 115 billion dollars. How much money do you need? I also I screenshotted it and I don't have it in front of me, but I, I saw somewhere that he has, he makes like $11 million a month and has like 15 homes. And speaking of Zelensky, um, how does he have so much freaking money if he's not just swimming in corruption? I think that he is. And I think that's could partly be why Biden and, and certain others are like pushing so hard to, to keep this war going because they know that first of all, I think that they're basically just buying Ukraine. Like, cause that's what'll end up happening. If they, if Ukraine wins this war and Putin backs down, then the United States basically owns Ukraine. They're going to be in debt to the U S for the next fucking, however many decades, you know? So yeah. it'll be up to the U S to be like, here's how your government's going to go. And we'll act like we're not doing that, but that that'll be exactly what we're doing. But but yeah, I think part of it is Biden doesn't want if Putin wins, then he's going to go in and and 
dig up shit, you know, and arrest people and people are going to start spilling secrets and that kind of stuff. And then that's when all this Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, fucking whoever's son, John Kerry's son or whatever, the and the the Heinz guy, that's the same guy, I think. Right. Uh, and of, of maybe like one of Pelosi's family members or something like several unexperienced oil people and like natural gas people got oil and natural gas jobs in Ukraine. And they're like names that we would know. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't know shit about any of those things. You're right. No, but Uh, then, I mean, the idea is that Biden is like, my son's going to be there and everything's got to go through him. So you tell him things, he'll get a hold of me and, and we'll, you know, make decisions and shit. I think that yeah. was the reason for having them there. Um, so are we going to talk about Biden's taxes, raising taxes next? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Or we can talk about uh, the Dilbert guy being uh, racist or not. Dilbert, the cartoon guy? Yeah, I think his name's Scott Adams. He's the bald guy there in the video. What did he do? Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll talk about it first before the video. Rasmussen, do you know what Rasmussen is? They're like a poll thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so they did a poll. They polled uh, black people only, and they said, "Is it okay to be white?" And uh, I forget the exact percentages. Like forty-seven percent said yes. Uh, like twenty-something percent said no, it's not, and another twenty-something percent <laughs> said I'm not sure. And so he said the things that he said that we'll see here in a minute. But then everybody immediately started shitting on him. And you'll pr- probably agree why. But um, but nobody's talking about the poll itself. And I think part of it is like that phrase has been sort of turned into like a 4chan like meme sort of like asshole thing you know where it's like because it came out during the black lives matter thing where they were like black lives matter and then people were like all lives matter and they were like no not the way black lives do and then that became the argument so then one guy was just like all right i'm not even saying my life matters i'm just saying there's nothing wrong with being white like it's okay to be white and people were like how fucking dare you say such a thing (laughs) And the guy's like, what? Like, so it was one of those things. Like, so, but it caught on as like a dick thing to say when really like it should be the same as Black Lives Matter. You know, it should be like, well, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about right now. But instead people are just like, don't, you can't fucking say that. So I think that skewed the poll a little bit because I think if it had, if they had been worded differently, And they were like, you know, do you have a problem with white people in general or something like that? I think the number of no's would be way higher, you know? Yeah. It's just such a racist thing to even throw out there. Like, you know, what are you supposed to do if you're white? Fucking kill yourself? (laughs) Right. Well, now let's listen to what the guy who drew Dilbert cartoons for the last fucking 50 years or whatever has to say about it. And we'll see the controversy. Okay. If you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. 
and I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So, yeah, he said that. And and people are shitting all over him, which, I mean, I... I don't like uh, the idea of segregation or whatever, but I also don't like the idea of like forced integration, which became affirmative action, which is now whatever it's called now, you know, like uh, equity or whatever, where it's like, like we have to hire eight gay people on our thing of, uh, of a hundred people because 8% of the population is gay uh that kind of thing like hire the person that's best at the thing that you're hiring for you know yeah that that should be the bottom line um yeah i'm not even sure how to how to verbalize it or word it as far as like get away from black people what does it even mean like if you see someone walking down the street you're supposed to cross the other side or i mean that that doesn't i mean any sense to me the only thing i could take from it is like if you live in a black neighborhood and you're a white dude, like you're in more danger than you are if you're a white dude and you live in, in a white neighborhood. And I, I don't know if that's true or not. I guess it depends on y- you and your history. If you've lived in a black neighborhood your whole life and you're like, hey, what's up, Francine? Hey, you know, then I don't think that the fact that you're white matters at all, you know, but. Yeah. I think if you're like a Prius driving fucking like, I don't fucking know, whatever. It's, yeah, my- it, it, it sucks that we're not allowed to to discuss all of every aspect of everything, you know, and it like that's this is another example of like, let's not even fucking talk about it because it's it's bad to even think any way at all like we need to respect everybody's differences but we're all exactly the same well it's all it's just also stupid to me like i hate that they're always coming out with like it seems like they try they they bring racism back every generation or they will never let us forget certain aspects of the past like we're supposed to get rid of all statues that you know any anyone who was a founder of the country or whatever if they owned a slave but at the same time they want to remind everyone every few years they come out with a new academy award-winning movie about how evil white people are just like remind the next generation coming up hey just so you know this is what white people did to black people back in the day and it's like well fuck can we all just you know i think the overwhelming majority of people black or white that i come across have no problem with the other race i mean you know when i see my when i see black people playing you know with their kids at the park or or yesterday i took my son to this dig it place you know where they could play inside and you know there's a few black folks in there and they all smiled at me and i smiled at them and that's all there was to it and i think most people are that way and it just sucks that the the squeaky wheel gets the grease you know like the the racist idiot uh, 
gets the attention on both sides and and uh you know they're always showing all these videos on twitter of like all these uh, you know groups of black people stomping the shit out of one white guy and and i see some of these racist comments afterwards and i'm like well that's i know it seems like that's happening on every street corner because of all these videos but the reality is it's not you know like yeah it's, and it's kind of weird, too, because it and I don't know if it's an Elon thing or what, but I mean, it used to be I would say the last five years, like those videos were like cops doing something shitty to someone. And now all of those videos seem to be groups of black dudes doing something to somebody else, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's what all the Elon haters are complaining about. But it's like it's the same reasoning behind both of them is like one side's trying to prove some point, but then the other side has the same defense, which is a good defense, which is like, dude, there's a 300 and something million people. Like, of course, one of them is getting the shit kicked out of them right now by both a cop and a group of black dudes and a fucking white guy somewhere is kicking the shit out of somebody, you know, like everything is happening all the time. And of you can find multiple videos of any of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with some of the things old Dilbert was saying. I guess it's not his name, but <laughs> no, his name's Scott Adams, I think, or it's Adam Scott. But I'm pretty sure that's the guy from Parks and Rec and Step Brothers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's like I try to not. I say to myself, like, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a dude and everybody else are just dudes too, except for the chicks, you know? But like, if I, if I just see a certain person that it's about how you carry yourself more than the color of your skin, you know, like I'll get skeeved out by a, a shady ass white dude walking into a place the same way that I would a shady ass anything else you know what i mean right yeah but i know that feeling where i'm just like that guy doesn't look right yeah but it's still it's not a black or white or mexican thing or whatever it's just people you know for the most part asians are like a wonderful people in my experience with asians but i've also had an asian dude like try to start a fight with me before and it was a surprise because i was like oh my god like you've all been so nice to me this whole time. Like what, (laughs) what's wrong? You know, it's, it's it's just some people are like that. Some people are criminals. Some people are fucking aggressive and some people are not. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've all got them. So what do we want to talk about next? Um, You can play uh, the Biden thing. We'll talk about that for a minute. Okay. That's going to invest in America, lower health costs, and protect and strengthen Social Security and Medicare while cutting the deficit more than $2 trillion over the next 10 years. But by the way, I want to make it clear I'm going to raise some taxes. Many of you are billionaires out there, you're going to stop paying at 3%. First of all, it pisses me off that. Am I here? Yeah. It pisses me off that he 
acts like billionaires could fund like all of America. And like, there's that many of them. I think the last time I checked, there were like 600 and something people with at least a billion dollars or more. It might be up to a thousand or something by now after COVID and everything, because I read somewhere else also that COVID made a bunch of new billionaires. Uh, But anyway, it's like if you raise taxes, we're all paying more in taxes. Yeah. Yeah. He always looks like he has to take a poop or something. He's always like. (laughs) He probably always does have to take a poop. Yeah. Uh, He just makes me sick, dude. Um, When when was that speech? Was that recently? I believe so. I saw it recently. I don't know, though. Yeah. He's so full of shit, man. He's like, what do I, what do I, what do you need me to read today? That's all he's doing, reading and lying and. He's like, well, I, last year I said something completely different than this. And they're like, just fucking read it, Joe. He's like, okay. <laughs> He's just the worst. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about that. I mean, I, I know it's they, they make it sound like they're only going after billionaires and millionaires and that kind of stuff. And wasn't that something that Obama brought into like the millionaires tax, but then come to find out it's anybody who makes 250 grand a year. Um, which I know sounds like a lot to people, but if you're like a business owner, having a business is really expensive, especially if you've got like more than 40 employees. Um, you know, you, you don't think about all the, the shit they have to pay. Sometimes I'll go into a restaurant and I'm like, how are they able to keep this place open? There's never anybody in here. I know they've got to be paying, you know, they've got a, a manager who's got to be making 40 to 50 grand a year. The, the rent on this place can't be cheap. Um, I don't know if it's just me getting older or what, but I think about all these things now, like they've got to play all these employees and food costs and how are they even making it? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Plus if I, if I drive by a place and, and it's packed, then I'm like, okay, I know if I go in here, whatever I get is going to be fresher than it will be. If I go into this place, that's fucking has one car in the parking lot, you know? Because I'm like, this shit's got to have just been sitting here all day. It's not like they're cycling through stuff or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, That makes that reminds me of something completely off topic. There's this place. There's like these, you know, we live in a nice neighborhood, but like three blocks from here, it gets shady in a hurry. And even when I go for a walk around the block, sometimes if I go where where it's busy on the street, there's like these smut shops and there's never, you know, they sell like dildos and pot paraphernalia and shit but there's never anybody in there it's got to be a front for something every time i walk by there i'm like they're they're child trafficking or something going on through here you know like i don't know what's going on exactly but it's a front for something um dateline should do a total story on these places (laughs) you should you should call uh not project veritas uh james o'keefe who's no longer affiliated with project Veritas. Yeah. Yeah, I should. If I had the kind of, if I had time, I would, um, <laughs> if I had time, <laughs> you just email him and you're like, Hey, and then he'll send you like a, a hidden camera or whatever. And then you I go thought... in there and go in there with your son and be like, how much? <laughs> and then you're like, fuck, we got you on camera. You're going to jail. How much can I get for this kid? Yeah, there are days sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to finish that joke. Um, all right. Who do we want to, what do we want to watch next here? The girl in the dress. Play that first and then we'll discuss. Okay. In case you missed it, Blue Cross Blue Shield pays their pediatricians a $40,000 bonus if they have 100 patients under the age of two fully vaxxed. But they'll lose the entire bonus unless 63% of them are fully juiced, and that includes the flu. And get this, supposedly Moderna paid an organization that was previously headed by Lord Fauci. 400 million in royalties on juice sales. I'm, I'm not actually talking about juice, like actual juice. I just, if I say it, the Instagram lords will tag it. And even better, the CEO of Pfizer had to cancel his trip to Israel because he wasn't fully juiced. He said his plan was to get fully juiced, but he just didn't want to jump the line. There's no line. The payment was reported by Fierce Pharma as well as the New York Times. Hello? Are you putting the puzzle pieces together? The corruption runs so deep. I didn't like that she said juice the whole time because she's trying to beat the algorithm or whatever, but she said the word vax in the first sentence that she said. So it's like that part seemed pointless to me, but I don't know if any of that's true. I don't know who she is or whether she's lying or not, or if the New York Times really did that. But this next video that we've got is a, a thing that if you don't, if you're on Twitter or fucking True Social or Telegram or whatever, then find a dude named Kanakoa the Great, who I'm not even sure is a dude. It might be a chick, but uh, look them up. They made this video here, which is uh, Fauci and Rand Paul talking to one another a year or so ago versus uh, CNN stories that have come out in the past couple of days. Okay. Um, before we watch that though, it, she did remind me of my, my, he's not my doctor anymore because he sucked, but there was a, you know, he asked me if I'd had the vaccine. And when I told him, no, he was like, um, uh, he goes, well, I recommend you get it. And then he paused a second and he's like, but that's what they tell me to tell you, you know? And I'm like, you don't know shit. You know, you're just a, like these people who have the argument like, well, my doctor told me to get it. I'm like, well, your doctor doesn't know shit about this vaccine. It's super new. They're not they're not a virologist or any. They don't they don't know shit about the vaccine. All they know is what the drug companies tell them to push. And if they get a bonus for pushing it, why wouldn't they? Of course. I think that's another thing that we're going to have to deal with eventually is like, like if you invent a good new drug or whatever, then I think that you should get rich off of it. You know, if you had a big part in like making something that really helps a bunch of people, but it seems like more of what's going on now is like, let's just make a drug for everything and then we can make money from everybody. So like the first one, and I know a lot of comedians joked about this or whatever, but just like restless leg syndrome. And it's like, do you do you move your legs? <laughs> it's like, we got a pill for that. And it's like, fucking, I don't need this, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, man. It's, uh, you know, which is why they didn't, why they would never let hydroxychloroquine, they would never let it be part of the cure for COVID, you know, because you can get that shit for pennies on the dollar, just like ivermectin, you know, they, We've talked about this before, but they say that they say that ivermectin can cure all kinds of stuff like the common cold and all that stuff. But think about what that would do for 
you know, if you go to a grocery store and look in the cold section, I mean, Jesus, there is so much cold medicine, you know? <laughs> so if they come out with something that you're like, oh, you can cure the cold now for 50 cents, you know, the drug companies are going to be like, bullshit, that stuff will kill you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably true. But at the same time, like, I don't think ivermectin's curing like diseases that don't also just sort of cure themselves if you d don't take anything, you know? Yeah. That's what always bugged me about people on both sides. People were like, it doesn't help at all. And then the people that were like, no, it's a cure for everything. And because a guy had COVID, he took ivermectin and then he got better. And it's like, yeah, but also people got COVID, didn't take anything and got better. So you can't say that that's the thing that did the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't even like taking medicine when I'm sick. I've always said like, if I'm sick, I'm going to feel like shit for three days and then I'm going to feel better. And if I'm sick and I take medicine, I'm going to feel like shit for three days and then I'm going to feel better. So it's like, I don't even know what the point of this is other than like, it says that it's making me feel better, but then I'm also mad. I'm on a rant now. Uh, fever reducers like uh, what Tylenol, I guess anything that reduces fever defeats the whole purpose of medicine because the point of the fever is that your body is like heating itself up to fucking cook the germs or whatever away. And I'm sure it's more technical than that, but that's the idea is to make it like unlivable for outside things. And then you just take a pill that takes your fever away and wonder why you're sick for a week, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I take, I mean, shit, if I get a cold or something, I mean, I get them a lot now more than I have that now that I have a little boy, but cause they're just Petri dishes for germs. But if I take like Dayquil or something, man, that shit makes me feel so much better. I'll wake up in the morning just a zombie and I'll take that stuff and I feel better. And the other reason I take it is to go to sleep so I can, so I can, you know, sleep is the best thing you can do when you're sick. So if you can take something that knocks your ass out, I mean, I don't know. Plus I grew up with kind of a hypochondriac mother who was all about just like, you know, I mean, you told her you had a headache. I mean, she was right there with something. She's like, well, take this, you know? Um, yeah, me I, too. But I think we just went opposite directions. I went against my mom. Yeah, yeah, anytime I'm, I f would tell her that I felt anything, she'd be like, "Well, did you did you take some medicine?" And I'm like, "No, my body will fix itself." And she's like, "I'm gonna send you some Theraflu," and I'm like, "I don't <laughs> want fucking Theraflu, mom." <laughs> my mom's thing, dude, and she does it to this day. Like, I'll be like, "God, my head hurts." She'll be like, "Why?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know. It just hurts." <laughs> right. If I knew, then I would stop doing that thing. Yeah, like why? That was always her thing. Well, why does it hurt? Anyway, I love. All my right, mom. so the rest of this is COVID stuff. We can either do Fauci versus Rand Paul with featuring CNN, or we can do this guy. Uh, we'll save the guy. Do the the Rand Paul thing first. Okay. I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain of function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged 
that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab. What so was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah. transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. For years, the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the EcoHealth Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments with bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. We well, don't wait know a minute. It did I come can the lab, but you. all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You. And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. National Institute of Health admitted this week that it funded controversial gain-of-function research using coronaviruses at a lab in China at the epicenter of the pandemic, contradicting claims from Dr. Anthony Fauci that American tax dollars never paid for that kind of research. I have not lied before Congress. I have never lied. Certainly not before Congress. Case closed. I don't like the music in the background. That always bugs me when they do that. Oh, God, it was getting so loud. I was like, fuck. Yeah, me, I know. Boy. I'm like, I'm trying to fucking listen to this. But yeah. the, the stuff in the video I liked. And then the, that was actually, I thought it was more recent than that. It said like 21 on there. But it still stands... Uh, Makes sense. But this next one is from earlier today. Uh, and I forget the dude's name, but he's like a doctor uh, that's talking in front of Congress. And he I edited it down because it was like six minutes long. I made it like around two minutes, but uh, it's good. And I think it would be a good thing to end on. Yeah, I like Rand Paul and I like how Fauci is like, stop interrupting me. And he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> without saying it he's like i'm not gonna stop you little fucker i'll say whatever i want i don't like Fauci at all man uh and and, and, I, and at the beginning of this I, I did like him and you know two three Me years too. ago and i hated trump and people can change their mind when pre presented with new evidence of you know and it drives me crazy that so many people can't did you still not like Trump when COVID started? At the very beginning of it, um, because when this started, I was watching, I was watching the news, and I and that's when I realized how effective it was. Because I remember going for a walk with my wife and talking to her about Don Lemon, basically blaming the whole thing on Trump, and this was when it very first happened. Because for the first like two or three weeks of this. It started mid-April up until like it started mid-March and around the beginning of April is when I started being like, wait a second, you know, um, and the very beginning of it was when Don Lemon came out and basically said it was all Trump's fault. And I remember being like, well, why didn't he do that? Whatever it was now, like uh, shut down something. I don't remember what it was now, but I remember being like pissed off. our ports to China and stuff. And it's yeah. because everybody would have, including Biden at the time 
would have called him a fucking racist or a xenophobe or whatever. And that those are the words that were going around when Republicans mostly were like, he needs to fucking close all the borders. And people yeah. were like, look, we're not fucking turning people away here. We're a good country. We're nice people. Well, and the thing too, that made me um, one of the things that before I still liked Trump, I started noticing like, well, how come when Bill Clinton talks about securing the border and all that in front of Congress, they give him a standing ovation. And when Trump started talking about it, they, uh, they, they started calling him a xenophobe and all that shit. And I wish I had the thing I screenshot. I could probably find it, but it would take forever. Um, but it was about the border. Like we've sent a hundred and something billion dollars to Ukraine. It would have cost $22 billion to finish the wall and but and we had such a problem with that as a country or at least half of the country did um but when it comes to securing our own borders people are like no we can't spend 22 billion dollars on that but we can spend 120 billion or whatever to give ukraine so they can secure their fucking border just none of it makes sense man and well, but they're just they're anti-trump that's their job is no matter what he says shit on it and and make the opposite point like yeah. he offered, uh, I don't know if he offered full citizenship or whatever, but he offered something to all of the dreamers, you know, the the DACA people, uh, which is like delayed whatever for fucking aliens. Um, in the beginning, he was like, look, give me this. And it was a small amount then, too. I think it was like $5 billion or something. He's like, that's all we need to get the wall started. And I'll give all of these people amnesty or citizenship or whatever. And they were just like, no. That was like yeah. in the early days before the wall started getting built. But then he was just like, all right, well, I don't need fucking Congress money. I'm going to use military money. Yeah, and, and I hate uh, I, I hate that I'm just now remembering this. Maybe we should wait till next week. But um. Biden overturned something that tr Trump had something in place that would like. I think you're thinking of Title 42, right? It was something to do with with pedophilia and all that shit. Oh. And 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 uh, Biden came in. One of his first executive orders was getting rid of that, like on his second day in office. And it was one of those things where you're like, why of all things would you get rid of that? And I shouldn't have even brought it up because I can't really speak intelligently about it, but. Well, we'll research it over the next week and we'll have something to say about it next week. Yeah, he's done so many things executive order wise that if Trump would have done a third of them, they would have been like, he's a Hitler. And here comes this fuckhead who just overdid everything. Ugh. Anyway, here we go. Here's this last one. Be clear, public health officials are not wrong for making recommendations based on the knowledge that they had at the time. But that's not actually what happened. They were wrong because they refused to evolve their positions as the data became abundantly clear. For example, young, healthy people were essentially spared of this pandemic. They had an infection fatality rate no worse than influenza. In fact, ask anyone who's pushing COVID vaccines on healthy young people, has any young, healthy child died in the United States of COVID in the last three years? Do you know? Do any of you know? The CDC director didn't know when she was asked at this Congress. The numbers have never been provided. Could be two, could be 10, could be 25 kids over three years, far less than other common respiratory viruses. Germany did a study. It was zero kids, five through 11 years of age, that died that were healthy in that entire country in the population study. So what are we doing using intense dogma 
telling 50 million children they have to lo lose their livelihood of learning and being in school and school lunch programs and covering their faces based on what time? We're not talking about making the best decision at the time with the information at hand. We're talking about ignoring in data on natural immunity, over 160 studies now over two years, including a JAMA study that my team published out of Hopkins. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine. That young people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. That's it. I, there was a whole <laughs> long Congress thing today. You can find it on YouTube if you want to watch that. But um yeah, I like that more and more of these doctors are are getting attention now and being proven right. Yeah, I mean it 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 just boggles the mind, dude, how any of this stuff has become what it's become as far as like children have to be vaccinated and all that stuff when in large part this has not affected children and hasn't since day 1. And if they get it, it's a much milder case and for whatever the science is behind that, I mean it's just like all this common sense has just gone out the window. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would we do what we've done for something that 99.98% of people under 78 are going to survive? It's just the dumbest shit ever. And if you don't think there's more to it than, than what they try to get you to believe, then you're not a conspiracy theorist, but you're not thinking very well, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's... uh I mean, I think it was done on purpose, but I don't have any proof of that. But that's what my logic and reasoning tells me is that it was a, a another Trump related thing. And I don't know. And I if I have to make a prediction, I'm going to predict Ukraine was involved in the making of this, all of that stuff at, somewhere down the line, whether it be financially or whether they were actually doing uh, the research and whatnot in Ukraine. And then they were like, let's take it over to China. We'll release it there. So then we can say it was a China thing. I don't know. I'm just talking bullshit now. I'm making stuff up, but, but it seems like uh, it, there could be a connection. You know, we're talking about all these labs, virus labs and shit where they're checking out different diseases and whatnot. And it's like, well, we had some in China, but that's it. And then it's like, yeah. well, do, do we have any in Ukraine? And it's like, yeah, I mean, we had some in Ukraine too. 
And so yeah. that just makes me be like, well, what the fuck were we doing there? And why are we at war with Russia now? Like the added shit's going to get fucked up. But I, I said months ago that I think it's going to get worse, but I don't think we're going all the way over to the edge. So I think it, for the most part, people are going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be okay, but I think China's been had their hand in this since the since the very start of it in a lot of different regards, you know. I mean, not only infiltrating our Hollywood and big tech and media and uh, everything else, our education, um, but then you combine that with the uh, coronavirus and, and everything else. It's like, well, they've been putting their ducks in a row for a long time, and it's finally coming to fruition for them, you know, as far as becoming the superpower and whether when that happens – you know, some people say like 2050 and all that shit or 2030 and, you know, you hear different things. But all I know is it feels like it's certainly in the works. It could be or they could just be playing their part because Trump did go over there and talk to to G several times. And I also find it interesting that he uh, I forget the guy's name, but the president or leader or whatever from Japan uh I don't know if he died or if he retired or what happened, but he was like out of office shortly after Trump got out of office and nobody, I would think like when a leader of another country dies that we would, the news and shit would talk about what happened and the guy's legacy or whatever, but he just kind of got disappeared out of the news. Shinzo yeah. Abi, was that his name or is that a, yeah, yeah. I believe that so. the guy that played Shang Tsung in all the Mortal Kombat movies. <laughs> no, I anyway, think we're, we're way over time, unless you're planning on editing out uh, the part where I was almost racism. No, you didn't say anything racist. I don't think you did. Perfect. Yeah. All right, buddy. It's good talking to you. We'll uh, we'll have this up. This one might go up a little early. It might go up on Wednesday, so... Because we're doing it on Tuesday, because we have to. Because we will both be out of town this weekend telling jokes. I'll be at the Laugh Factory Reno, March 2 through 5, in the Silver Legacy Casino. And Mike will be at JP's in Gilbert, Arizona, telling jokes. Heck yeah. My first time there. I'm excited. Is it going to be packed? Do they pack out? They do pretty well, yeah. Do people buy shirts and stuff there? It's kind of a tricky merchandise situation, but you'll you'll see. Because they, they don't... You, you'll probably figure out the best way, but yeah, find out exactly what the best place is. Cause they have a line coming in as you're like, it kind of splits the audience coming out. So it, I couldn't find a good place to, to sell them, but you'll, okay. you'll figure it out. You'll be good. All right. Now I'm worried that I'm bringing way too many shirts with me. Yeah. Maybe they've fixed it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I would definitely rather bring too many than not have enough and have yeah. people be like, I want five shirts. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't bring any more. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, cool. Well, have fun, have a good weekend and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye everybody. Oh, bye. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the nonsense podcast. If you enjoy these, please share them. Uh, go to making it happen. M a C a N it happen.com. How about little Bo making and his family. And we appreciate you guys supporting the show. And I believe that is it. God bless all of you and take care. Goodbye.